0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Welcome back to Series 2 of Tax Able with Tash. During this season, I will take you on a deep dive into 12 different industries. Each industry has its own tax consideration and complexities. Together, we will discuss key points to help you feel empowered about tax for your business. In addition to the weekly episodes, I've interviewed a key player within that industry. Want to know how they've achieved their success? Or see whether their journey is similar to yours? Well, make sure you tune in each week. Hello, and welcome to TaxAble. Today, we are taking a deep dive into businesses with multiple income streams. Specifically, we're going to look at whether you should keep everything within one business or split your different streams into a group structure. Before we dive in, please pause the episode and click subscribe. It makes a big difference to the podcasting platform, so please click that button. Now, when you start a business, you may have one product line or service in mind. But as time goes on, your business expands and you may find yourself offering a number of different products or services. For example, this week I interviewed my local spinning studio and they offered the following items. Spinning class subscriptions, coffee and snacks plants, spinning shoes, and then now venturing into an online store for furniture. When you're offering multiple services and items like this, you have two options. First of all, you can do nothing. You can keep everything within one business. Or alternatively, you can split your trades into a group structure. Now when I'm talking about trades, trades can include goods and services you need to look at your business as a whole and see what you believe your trades are. If we look at the example of the spinning studio I mentioned a moment ago, you can keep everything that is being offered in the shop as one trade and potentially the online store for furniture as its own separate trade. So they could potentially have two. Now, what is a group structure? Well, the typical structure is you have one company at the top and we call that the parent you as the shareholder, i.e. the owner, will have shares in the parent company. And then that parent company has subsidiaries underneath it. And each subsidiary has its own trade. So why would you want to do this? Well, there are many benefits to a group structure. and we're gonna go through the key ones now. First of all, the key and most important reason why people want a group structure is protection. The greatest risk for any organisation is the risk of insolvency. A group structure ensures that the parent company is not obliged to pay for any subsidiary's liabilities, provided it's not given any corporate guarantees. So the parent company protects the assets of the entire group. So we're going to subdivide this into three items. First of all, it protects trades. If one trade is not performing well, or if something goes wrong and a claim is raised, and you have this group structure, the claim would be against that one company, i.e. that one trade. And the rest of your business is protected and you can continue without worry. Next, cash safeguarding. If you have the group structure, you can transfer all the excess cash from your subsidiaries up to the parents. You can then choose if you want to use that cash for investment or transfer it into your own hands. But do remember, there will be tax to pay if you transfer it to yourself, and make sure you listen to the episode, It's My Money, I'll Spend If I Want To, for the different ways you can extract money from a company. Finally, asset safeguarding. Now, you can keep property and large value assets in the parent company away from the subsidiary, and this is useful in the event of a claim because you do not wanna lose title to your business premises because of a large claim. Other benefits include reputation. Now, by having a group structure, it allows a new venture to build its own brand and reputation away from the other trades. Reporting. If everything is recorded in one business, it's hard to pull reports to show exactly how that one trade is performing. And linked with that is incentives for staff. Now, if you have staff who specifically work on only, say, one or two trades, then you can directly see how those trades are performing and incentivise staff who are performing well. An investment. It's easier to raise investment for one specific trade. If you have everything in one business, can you really guarantee your investors that you'll not use their funds for your other trades? Also, don't forget to consider investor tax relief. And we covered this in last week's episode called Deep Dive into Tax Relief for Investors. Now, say you have one trade that's performing very well and you may look to sell it in the future. It's far easier to sell a trade if it's in its own company. Other benefits include tax. Well, a group structure is essentially looked at as a whole. If one company is generating a loss, that loss can be offset against another company's profits. And we can't get through an episode without talking about VAT. Now, with a group structure, you could end up with multiple VAT registrations, but you can look into a group registration. This all depends on the VAT status of your trades, something to be aware of and to discuss with your advisor. So we've gone through the benefits and what are the items you should consider before you dive in and create a group structure. Well, first of all, admin and compliance. The more companies you have, the more compliance you're going to have to do. Don't forget that each company is required to submit annual accounts to Companies house, a tax return to HMRC, and there's annual forms such as the confirmation statements. So the more companies you have, the higher your accountant's fees are likely to be. Also, software subscriptions. If you have multiple companies, you're going to end up needing multiple records so it's something else that's going to increase your cost base now it's always best to get your group structure in place at the earliest possible opportunity but if you do decide you want to carve up your existing trades and create a group it's completely doable but it's going to cost you a little bit more money in professional fees this is because we have to submit clearances and applications to hmrc as you'll be performing something called a demerger so future planning is key. And finally, Quips. These are quarterly instalment payments and it relates to your corporation tax liabilities. Now, usually you pay your corporation tax within nine months and one day of your year end, but when you have a group structure, you may potentially fall into Quips. This just means that a company or a few of the companies in the group may have to prepay its liability up front in quarterly stages. The only impact is cash flow and potentially some interest if you end up missing a payment. Now something you may not have thought of, so some food for thought, is have you ever considered holding income producing assets outside of your group, i.e. holding them in your own hands? Now income producing assets tend to be intellectual property or land and property. For example, say you have a property which your business operates from. You can decide instead of holding this within the group, you can hold it either in your own hands or in a pension fund, as it allows you as the shareholder, i.e. the owner of the group, to extract additional income from your group by charging it rent to use the building. This is tax efficient for you and for the group. Plus, if you hold the property in a pension fund, it helps increase the value of your overall retirement pot. We've had lots to think about today, but the main points to take away are, future planning is key. So think about how your business will grow and expand in the future and get your structure right from the beginning. Group structures also allowed new ventures to build their own brands and can be utilized to incentivize staff. Always consider the increased cost of compliance as each company has its own annual reporting requirements. And lastly, have you considered holding certain assets outside of the group and potentially starting a pension fund? Make sure you tune into Wednesday's episode as I've interviewed my local spinning studio. Now they've built this business in the midst of a pandemic and they actually recently came over from the US. So they've had a few difficulties and some lessons learned along the way and it gives a great insight if you are deciding to start your own business. This will be available on your usual podcast platform. Thank you for listening and have a great week. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click subscribe to listen to new episodes as they're released. Make sure you're following on Instagram, TikTok, and the newly launched YouTube channel. A Redwood Studios production. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.